Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in to the opening kickoff podcast. All oh, we have a fun show for you this week. I'm your host, Dave Steinwettel. I've got three guys with me in studio. I got three guys joining us via Skype. Dave Steinwettel's here, co-host number one, Brandon Stevens. How you doing? I'm doing very well, Dave. You know, uh, just enjoyed the greatest you know All Star Weekend festivities I've seen in a while. So I'm excited. I'm pumped. I we announced it on Twitter last week. We're making it official on this show. Co-host number two, Peyton Gerard. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing. I'm doing very well. And, uh, I I didn't I didn't notice any you know acceptance speech on, on my behalf on your guys' part. Uh, but I I am you know thankful to be here. You guys should you guys should have given a good couple of words, taken a moment, you know. Probably doing like a five-minute segment on me, actually. But it's okay. You know, we live and we learn. I mean, yeah, we could do that for you. We'll roll out the red carpet for you at some point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all That's all I'm asking, you know, just a little. We'll, we'll save you for the end of the show. How about that? <laughs> so we've got actually the three former co-hosts of this podcast. Todd Michelson is here with me. I am Dave. I am very excited to be back. We got, uh, you know, pitchers and catchers have reported. I know that uh, excites a few of us here. Shout out to Dan there. Dave, you're very, uh, very excited as well. Got baseball season around the corner. We got a Super Bowl champion on the phone this podcast. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. Let's introduce David Miles. David, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, like Brandon, I'm, I'm coming off of a good uh, All Star Weekend festivities last night. Um, guys, we got we got a, we got a lot of good we got a lot of good stuff coming up. So let's get to it. Well, we got to introduce our last uh, guest of the night. He is Dan Williams. Dan, how you doing? Doing real well, fellas. Back in Kansas City, getting ready for the combine and different things and that such. But look, I'm here for the pod. My girlfriend, I told my girlfriend today, I'm going on the pod tonight. She was like, you must be so excited. I said, you're damn right I am. You're damn right. <laughs> All right. So we got a lot of NBA that we'll get into in this show. We will. Peyton brought up a very interesting topic that we will discuss a little later. This is the kind of stuff we expect out of co-hosts. And Peyton brought it tonight. So we'll get to that in a little bit. We're going to go off topic because we had a, I don't want to say heated debate in our group chat about this, but it was... Uh, Certainly prevalent as we were getting ready to come on the air tonight. So we'll get into that. Uh, we'll discuss what is an appro- how do you, how do you apologize for something, and we'll, I'll mention why we're doing that here in a little bit. And uh, there's a show that we watched that we'll talk about as well in the off-topic segment. But um, let's start first. I want to ask this question about the Astros. This apology that really wasn't an apology over the weekend and. And Todd is shaking his head no, so he's leaving the room for this conversation. But, Brandon, can we move on from this? 
Like, have have you? Are you satisfied with what the Astros have done? I'm not. I don't think I'm ever going to be satisfied. Like, there's no way for us to turn back the clock and take the championship away from them. Like, there's no way to go back and prevent them from you know doing these things. But it's one of those things where it's like, once the decision comes out, like once the punishment is handed down, like what else do you want to have happen past that? You know, like you can call it a weak punishment. You can say like they deserve more. It's all, you know, tossed to the court of public opinion after that. Like once the official decision is made, I mean, then it just, it's left for everybody else to discuss. So I'm good. You know, they, they punished them. I guess, <laughs> but yeah, we got to find a way to, to move on from this, honestly. Uh, Peyton or David, either one of you want to jump on this one? Yeah, I mean, it. this week it was just going to be in the media. You know it was going to come back around because players were reporting and, you know, I, 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 there were just a couple things that I had to make a comment on. One, do they have a public relations department? Two, do they have a lawyer? Like, do any of them, have any of them spoke to anybody? Like, are they just letting these guys just walk out there? Like, they're not apologizing well. They're not, like, they're just saying, damn, you know, it didn't really matter that we cheated. Like, you guys literally won the World Series cheating, and you're saying it didn't matter. Like, you hit a a walk-off home run that could have either sent the other team to the World Series, or you, you know, you, you went to it, obviously, but... It's, like, crazy. They're not even, like, saying it was a fact. Like, it didn't matter. The man went off Chapman and went deep, and he literally was like, don't rip my shirt off. Like, it was the most apparent cheating you've ever seen in your life. And then I like uh, Bellinger. I don't know if you guys saw his comment. He was just going to work on those guys, calling them cowards. Like, uh, Trevor, Bau- uh, Trevor Bauer was going in on him. I love that. He was, like, I'm making meetings for these guys. If they want to see me, come see me. Like, these guys cheated. I don't know if you guys follow soccer. I don't really. But I know, uh, was it, I'll call it my uh, soccer guy, Daniel Williams. Uh, was it Manchester? They got they got booted, right? For, for, yes, they for did. Cheating, for cheating, correctly? For, with money, but yes. a, a different way. Yes. Can baseball, why does baseball not do that? Why don't they just kick them out for a whole year? No baseball for them. Those players have to sit out. I'm serious. Like, They're called they, the Mike Leagues? They, yeah, they have to go down the minors for the whole year. So then, who do you bring anyway, in? Who do you bring in to replace them? They don't, like they don't play. play. The Astros don't play. Astros don't play. They just don't play. Uh, now, all right, to that to that idea, if you're going to go that route, I think it's more so the players and people involved. You shouldn't punish the entire city. Like there shouldn't be no Houston Astros in 2020. Like they should have to use minor league players. Like I like that aspect and. Me personally, from what I saw from the interview, I didn't like the fact that they made Dusty Baker sit up there and answer questions about something he didn't have to deal with. And he was that acting like they were the was, victim. He's like, they, you know, one, how long I, are we going to be a victim? And I'm like, dude, you guys cheated. You you decided to take this job knowing that this was what was going to happen. You get you don't get to complain. That should have been day one. Like, you don't get to complain about what, what you're going to be asked. And you know you weren't there. That sucks. But you decided to walk into this. Like... You knew but, but you also gotta gotta respect the fact that he that he wants his guys to at least be at least he wants some type of type of timeline for them to be not as much disrespected and like he doesn't want guys getting thrown at like that doesn't help the game that doesn't help. No, the I agree with that. 
feel like I understand what he was asking for. He wants people to move forward. Obviously, they're going to talk about it. They're going to there's going to be a scar on that 2017 championship. But I don't believe that guys should be getting their head thrown at week in and week out, no matter what city they play in, and getting their buses shouldn't be getting tampered with, their hotels shouldn't be getting tampered with, things like that outside of the actual game itself. That stuff shouldn't go on. Well, no, I, I respect him what he said. I agree with that. But I, what I didn't agree with was the whole, like, you know, how long are we going to be attacked and all that. I'm like, probably forever. Like, all those guys that were on that team, like Altuve, Carrera, like, their legacies are gone. Like, you don't come back from that. Like, you cheated. Like, blatantly. Like, you don't come back from that. At all. Ever. David, your stance? All right, well, since everything is pretty much said, uh, thanks to Peyton, I'll just say this quickly. Um... I think the I think the MLB handled it very uh, loosely. They could have had a big, could have had a def, they could have definitely had a bigger punishment. I think that the fact that um, the fact that they still want acknowledge that they cheated and got caught is amazing to me. And the fact that their PR department hasn't really done much. I mean, they said they're like I, I guess they they gave lip service and lip service is not a great way to kind of move forward, but it's a great way to try to. No, try to deflect and say, "Hey, we're on a bigger and better things." Um, and I think that at the end of the day, people like us will look into that and will really judge you for, you know, hey, like we'll, we'll, we'll we have a better gauge of your character. Um, and that, that's all I'll say about that. Here, here's my thing, and I said a lot of it last week when we were talking with Dan Clark. So I don't want to reiterate for people that listened to last week's show. Here's my thing about this though. The guy's calling out the Astros. And look, they have every right to do that. But I'd watch how far I go. Because turnabout fair play will come if we find out, hey, the Dodgers have been doing something like this. Or the Yankees have been doing something like this. So I'd be very careful if I'm a current player. Because look, we all know that this is probably not the only case of this happening. Besides the Red Sox and the Astros. There's other things going on. So I don't know if I'm current players, if I want to get that high on my high horse right now and say, oh, would you guys, and calling them out and calling them all this, not because look, if it does come out that the Dodgers did something or the Yankees did something, ooh, buddy, is it, is it going to turn right around and be thrown right back at you? So I'd, that's just my feeling. I'd be very careful if I'm current players right now calling this out because this is probably happening elsewhere. We just don't know it's help, uh, happening elsewhere. So I'd kind of tread a little lightly here. I'd condemn them. I have no problem condemning them, but I wouldn't be viciously attacking them. Because you never know when that blowback comes. Yeah, I think a league-wide investigation would probably be a lot more surprising than people think. Like, I don't think... I think stuff like this happens in every, like, baseball club, probably not to this extent, you know, not to this extreme, but maybe, like, a surface level, maybe, like, a base level version of this. Like, I think everybody has something that's, you know, probably not illegal, but frowned upon by most people that they do in order to get an advantage. I mean, it's sports. We're talking competition. Everybody's going to try to get the upper hand on, you know, the next guy, the next team. So I think it would just be probably a lot more surprising than people think if they were to ever do, like, a league-wide investigation on stuff like this. I have a question for you guys here. Um, we talked about how uh, the steroid area well, – not we, but people talk about the steroid area made – steroids made the um, – made baseball more entertaining. 
what I'm here to say is, what other level of cheating would you guys, I guess, let slide in order to make things more entertaining? Gambling on your own team to win. <laughs> and putting that person in the Hall of Fame. That's fair. I uh, like... I don't know. That, that, it's a good question. I, I just don't know if I have a, an answer for that right now. Because uh, it's a matter of like the steroid error is technically still not over. People take PEDs to this day, and PEDs stretch out for essentially a whole, I guess, grasp of uh, other people take creatine and all that. People be taking it now and don't even know. So that's why I asked, like, what level are you willing to say, hey, like, we'll let it slide? Versus, like, I'm like for, like, for example, this whole, you know, uh, science, this whole science stealing thing, like, that clearly is too far. But what other what other things would you let slide? I really think the gambling might be the extent of it. I mean, having people take PEDs in a professional sport is highly frowned upon in, in, in any sport. Uh, you know, or other people take it, you know, on purpose or they take it accidentally. Um, I really think that's it. Like, I think gambling on your own team to win it all and then winning it is, is about as far as, I guess... If you even want to consider that cheating, I, I guess that's as far as I'm willing to go on it. <laughs> All right. Um, Dan, any final thoughts before we move to the NBA? I, well, all right, now I'll, I'll pose this question. What do you guys think the Houston Astros will be like in 2020? Will they still be a team who comes out and is a dominant team in the AL West? Will they be... Uh, there at the end of October, or do you believe that they will falter under this immense pressure that will come from the season? It probably depends if any of those guys get suspended. Well, I mean, literally, see. like, if they're all there, I mean, shit, I mean, they're probably still going to be good. Uh, yeah, I mean, and the other thing is they were granted immunity in the deal with the commissioner's office, so technically mm-hmm. they can't yeah, be suspended. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they can still win the AL West. I just look at it from a standpoint of I don't know if they have the pitching behind Justin Verlander to go win it all, but they can win the AL West. Yeah, they still got the bets for sure. Yeah, like the lineup is still there, and the lineup is still going to produce even if they don't know what's coming. Because at the end of the day, half of it is, okay, you know the pitch is coming, but as a pitcher, if you don't execute – it ain't going to matter whether the hitter knows it's coming or it doesn't know it's coming. He's going to see a big hanger, and it's going to go 400 feet. So, yeah, very I mean, true, very true. They're still going to get their, their runs. They're still going to get their wins. But I don't think they're a World Series team. But it's not because of this. It's because of some of the deficiencies in their pitching staff. Yeah, I still think they'll be good. It'll be one of those things where uh, even if we see, like, a slight, you know, decrease in their numbers, rather it be – you know, from batting or from a pitching perspective, people are going to blame it on this incident, you know, like, oh, they're not able to cheat now, so they're not as good. Uh, but I, I still think that they have the bats to make it happen. Much like Dave, I don't think they have, you know, another pitcher behind Verlander uh, to really go the distance. All right, so let's transition over to the NBA. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Todd's back. Hi, Todd. Hi, Dave. Hi, Todd. <laughs> How we doing? You're, you're at liberty now to discuss things. Dan's dying over there. So what we're we're gonna rank our top four teams in each conference. Okay. 
And then we're going to discuss the uh, who do we not have the confidence in. And then we'll discuss the Knicks and which superstar is next to get or to demand a trade. And, David, we are not bringing up the Sixers. They're banned from that part. I'm not going to participate in that. Don't bring me in this. Well, because here's what's going to happen. If we bring up the Sixers, it's going to turn into the Sixers bashing, and we'll be here for 20 minutes. I just listen. I, I, hey, I told y'all, I told, actually, I wasn't here on the show last week. I traded out. I'm done talking about the Sixers. So. That's right, because you almost quit quit the, the whole show because we kept giving you grief about it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so let's let's start, and we'll rank our top four teams in the Eastern Conference. Dan, we'll start with you. Give us a top. Give us your top four right now in the East. Top four, I like the Bucks. Number one, Giannis is easily the best player in the Eastern Conference, if not a top two player in the game. I like a guy out west, but that's for another statement. But yeah. start with the Bucks at the top. Number two for me, like I said weeks ago on the show, and I'm standing by that statement. I still believe the Sixers are the second-best team in this conference. Yes, they are a different team on the road as they are at home, but to me, there's too much talent, and Joel and Ben are too good not to be the second team in the East. Number three, for me, I like the Celtics. I like their, I like the unit that they have around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, the two young studs. I like Hayward. I like Kemba Walker. I think they could have really used Clint Capella at the deadline to share up the front court. But I still like this team going into postseason. And number four for me, I'm a fan of the Miami Heat. I like Jim Beller. I like Bam Adebayo. And I like their young guns. And I think Spolstra is an underrated coach in this league. So those will be my top four. All right, Peyton, your top four. And then we'll circle back before we do the West and we'll discuss everybody's picks. Um, I have very similar to Dan except one team, which I'm sure you could all guess. Um Obviously, the Bucks number one. Uh, then you got, for me, you got the Celtics. I like the Heat, third. And I, I don't know what it is. I think I'm watching it more and more, obviously, the NBA um, over the last year. And I kind of, I think Brandon spoke about this, I think, about two weeks ago, about a team to watch out for I, down the stretch and obviously leading in the playoffs. I like the Pacers. I don't know why. I, I, I like them at the four. I like I like everything about this team. Oladipo's coming back. If he can get in a really good groove going in down the stretch, they could be dangerous, especially at home. All right, David, your top four. Arm off quickly, Milwaukee, Toronto, Miami, Philly. Philly at the four or just Philly anywhere? Philly's at the four. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's not going to cause any problems. Uh, I mean – Hold on. I do like the Pacers, though. Peyton, I do I do appreciate your pick there. I think the Pacers, with Oladipo back, is a force to be reckoned with. Um, that's about all I got for that. Todd, you're four. Yo, Milwaukee, Boston, one and two. Uh, obviously, Milwaukee, For uh, I mean, I feel like it's pretty consensus, number one there. From what I've seen from Boston, the young guys are absolutely, we've seen this season with a certain guy gone. That was kind of the uh, the go to guy, or at least that's what he was brought in to do. Uh, they've certainly stepped up, become all stars in some cases, and I certainly like what I've seen. I love what I've seen from Miami, so I'd stick them at three. Uh, what Jimmy Butler's been able to do, and then everyone around him, it j- you can just tell. Sometimes you you can tell if it works, and it really seems to work. 
in Miami. I think for me, it would then be between probably Toronto and Philly. And with the turmoil right now, David, I'm sorry, I'm going to go Toronto. <laughs> Brandon, your top four. I'm going to take the Bucks at one against my better judgment, even though the Bucks have shown me, you know, what they can do in the playoffs. Hint, hint, it's not really much of anything, but we're going to ride that wave for now. Uh, I'm going to take the Celtics at two, uh, probably the Raptors at three, and the Heat at four. Nobody mentioned the Raptors, but I mean, at 40 and 15, second in the Eastern Conference with no, like, legitimate superstar, I can't. I can't really argue against a team like that. Like, you could say that Siakam is on the rise. Like, yes, he's an emerging superstar. Marc Gasol is, I guess if you want to put him there, you can, but he's a little past his prime. He's just, you know, kind of there playing basketball. True. But it, Kyle Lowry, to me, has never really been a superstar. He's just been more of a, just just a star. <laughs> is it fair to call Van Vliet the X Factor? Van Vliet is definitely the X Factor on that team. I think without Van Vliet, the Raptors team is definitely just it, it, it's a little different. It's structured very differently when he's out. Uh, I, I don't like Kyle. I'm not really big on Kyle Lowry. I've never been a Kyle Lowry guy. Uh, I think Van Vliet is. I like him better as a guard for that team over Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry gives him that veteran experience. He gives him that, you know, he can go out and give you 20, you know, if he needs to. He's a great ball handler, great, uh, he's got great court vision. But I, I really like uh, Van Vliet. I really like the Raptors. I'm, I'm, I'm big on them. I definitely think they could make a splash in the East. So my four, I'm going I'm to Bucks at one, Celtics at two. I'm going to put Miami at three, and I'm going to put Toronto at four just because I, I still have, as, as good as they are, I just have some question of what is it going to look like in the postseason with this team. Postseason Raptors? Yeah. And like, are we going to see what we saw a little bit with the Kawhi team, even though they don't have Kawhi? Are we going to see that level of performance, <clears throat> excuse me, out of guys like Siakam, Lowry, and Van Fleet? Or are we going to see the Raptors of old that great regular season choking the playoffs? So, therefore... But I have questions about Indiana. I have questions about the Sixers. And then behind them, there's nobody that really makes me go, okay, they need to be in the four. So that's why Toronto's at four. But they, they enter that class of, okay, now i got questions about you. So they're four to me. And Miami, it's just because I think Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and that group is only getting better. I, 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 they haven't played their best basketball in my mind. Yeah, so. I think the, the Raptors don't have the safety net of having, like, a superstar who you know is going to go out and get you 20 to 25 a game. And right? close. Yeah, and close. And close. Uh, Especially so the when you don't have that safety net, it leaves no room for inconsistencies, which I think a lot of people can argue was the Raptors' issue in the playoffs, even though they won a championship. But if you go back and you look at some of those box scores, you watch some of those games from the playoffs, you'll see that everybody not named Kawhi Leonard was – a little inconsistent throughout it's, those series. It's fair to say he was carrying them, but again, Kawhi Leonard is that type of player. Like most rosters that he is on, will be the other 13, 14 guys will be carried by Kawhi Leonard. But obviously, on a it's a the Clipper team is just certainly. I know we're going to get to the West is a different roster makeup than that Raptor team was. But Kawhi's on the team; he's carrying the team. David, I want to ask you. Brandon, you Brandon. Go ahead, Dan. I would say, Brent, you touched on it, and I had a question. Would you guys compare this Raptors team as they are constructed right now 
to what we had seen out of the mid-2010 Atlanta Hawks. So about mm. that Al Horford, Paul Millsap, Jeff Teague, good, solid mm. cast, great regular season, but come postseason, they can't handle the big superstars. I think a lot of that would be centered around what your opinion of Siakam is. Because if you consider him to be that, like, are you saying that that team didn't have a legitimate superstar? The, the Hawk teams? Yes. I, yes. Right, and I would agree. But if you think, see, like, there, there's definitely similarities. Like, let's not be, there are. But if you consider Pascal Siakam, which it, it was a quick rise, but if you consider him a superstar, maybe slightly different. Do you at least have that guy? Maybe a little bit better guard play? I, it just depends. I would, but I would call him an, an, a bona fide all-star and a solid player, but I wouldn't call him a superstar yet. He's not a guy going to a series where i got to change my entire game plan where I do for a Giannis or a Joel, that type, of, that type of guy. He has breakout potential because he had those big games last year, but again, Kawhi was on the team. If he proves it this year, I think he can change all our opinions, but I'd be with you there. Yes. All right, so Peyton, what are your thoughts on everybody's list? Uh, I think we're, I mean, we're all pretty much, the East is so much easier than the West. Um, it's, it's always pretty laid out going into the playoffs. I think the we all kind of agree the Raptors are the big question mark, which is why I didn't have them in mind, and I decided to put the Pacers. I just, it's something I feel like this team didn't reach its full potential yet, and they added Oladipo, came back. They're, you still don't know what they're, what their full potential could look like, especially, you know, down the stretch going back and forth with, you know, Boston or any of these other teams. Playing in Indiana in the playoffs, I mean, that's – I remember back when Paul George was even on the team and they were playing Miami. It was always a pretty live environment. You know, people got excited for it. Indiana, I mean, no offense to people from Indiana, but that's about all they have is basketball. So, you know, people get pretty pumped about it. So, I mean, I, that's what I'm – that's why I put them at my four. That's about. I wanted to ask David, and I agree with you, Peyton, because I, like I said, I have the Raptors, Pacers, and Sixers all in that group of can be very good, can be top teams, but um, to be totally honest, one of them can get very hot, or one of them with the questions could get limited. So to me, they're all interchangeable. David, David, you're hurt right now. We'll talk about it. Um, we can feel it through the phone. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you have the Celtics in your four? I don't have the Celtics in my four because I, it's just something about that team. It's like I think that when you look at it, yes, they're a great team, but it's the same Celtics team that struggled with the teams that are above it. I mean, yeah, there's one game. Like, yeah, the last game, and I'm just going to throw this out there. The last game the Sixers played with them. They, they dominate them. But there's three other games that went the other way. And I think that it was a toss-up for me whether the Celtics or the Sixers would be four. Sometimes I sometimes watch the Sixers, they don't they don't, believe, they don't belong in the top four. But when they operate like they were the other day, you see why people would have them in the top. And I think the Celtics, on a good day, would struggle with the Sixers running at full capacity. Now, the problem is they're not running at full capacity, so I sound stupid. But I think that when they are, that's when, that's where the disconnect between me and the rest of you guys is. All right, I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to say it, and we don't have to talk any further about this. David, how many times do we need to beat this team in the playoffs before you respect us? 
How many times do we need to beat you? That's all I want to know. How many times do we need to beat the Sixers for you to respect us? Just pure crickets. Pure crickets over there. Oh, my. <laughs> I, just, I said four three times. Okay. All right. That's it. We don't got to talk about it no more. That's it. That's, that's, that's all I wanted cool. to know. <laughs> oh, my. Let's move to the oh, Western man. Conference. Oh, we shall. We shall. <laughs> Let's move to the Western Conference. Dan, we'll start with you again. Give us your top four in the West. Sounds good. Uh, I'm going to go with two L.A. teams first. I like the Lakers and then the Clippers. I think this the biggest piece right there is the fact that the Lakers have had much more continuity this season as they have played together as a full roster where the Clippers have guys with low management issues, Paul George getting out of the lineup, <laughs> playing really well by now either. So those are my first two teams, and that's what separates those two. Number three, I like Utah. Although they had a little bit of a skid where they lost five straight recently here to top teams like Denver and Houston, I still like what Utah is doing. Um, and I think Donovan Mitchell is a factor. I just need to see him play like it in the postseason. I need him to play like the superstar we believe he can be. Yes, sir, Dan. And then yes, number sir. four for me, <laughs> number four for me is the Houston Rockets. Personally, it's because I don't trust the Denver Nuggets in the slightest. I don't believe that any of those guys, Jokic, Murray, Harris, any of those guys are superstar worthy. And I think you have two superstars in Houston. Even though they don't have much of a physical presence inside, I still think Houston is a better playoff team than Denver right now. So that's why I have Houston in my fourth spot. Ooh. Peyton, you're four. Uh, basically, like Dan, LA, teams one and two. Peyton, you know, flip a coin who you want there right now. It doesn't really matter. Um, and then I'm going to go also with the Jazz. I like them. Don, like he said, Donovan Mitchell, he's just got to have that breakout playoff performance. Everyone knows he has a potential mm-hmm. to be that good, but you have to see it like when it counts. Like it, It's cool to be that guy in the regular season and all that, but you got to see him be a stone-cold killer in the playoffs. Like you, I mean, I look back, and I'll go back to what I was saying, like the Pacers when they played Miami. Like Paul George was great, you know what I mean? But he, when he was going at it with LeBron, like he was, he became amazing. Like he took that extra step to put put him out where he's at today. And that's, I mean, that's what you need. You have to go up against the best. You got to prove it. Um, and then my fourth, this will be my hot take. I'm going to put the Mavs. I'm going to put the Mavs at my fourth. <laughs> well, shout yeah, out to Dan. Like that. Yeah, shout out to Dan. And I, I have some, I have some actually good reasoning behind it. But we'll get to that. But I, I like because I, I don't, I don't like Houston. Don't like James Harden. Don't like Russell Westbrook. Don't care. Okay. All right. Let's uh, David Miles. Let's do that top four in the West. Uh, but before I do that, are we going off of past experiences and personal vendettas, or actual an actual or actual play? All of it. This all is, of this is, is all all of it. It's all of it. All of it is just wrapped into one hateful hate. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because yeah. that 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 may have swayed. Okay. And anyway, um, for my top four, I got the Lakers at one. Um, I actually have Denver at two. I like Denver at two. I like Utah at three, and I like the Clippers at four. The only reason why I have the Clippers at four is because their load management, like someone I, I forget who alluded to earlier, but their their synergy when they're playing together kind of is at fault or at, at the wayside because they're not able to play together. And I think that that's going to kind of weigh on each other at the end. I mean, yeah, you're going to have a healthy Kawhi and a healthy Paul George, but yet... How well do they play together? 
it's not really that obvious. It's not as evident as evident as it should be, or as much as a factor as it should be. So that's why I have them at four. Todd. So we're gonna go L.A. as uh, most people have done here. Lakers one, Clippers two. I agree. It's it's pretty much a coin flip right now when you look at those two duos. It just seems like a no brainer to me. Obviously, solid supporting cast. They differ on each side, but LeBron AD, Kawhi PG, pretty easy call for me there. Uh, at three, I am going to agree with uh, a couple people have given a shout-out to uh, Donovan Mitchell. I'll say Utah. Uh, obviously, a lot to prove as far as you know, dominating in the playoffs, becoming that go-to guy, the finisher. Then, obviously, Gobert rebounds, so I like Utah there. Um, I will stick Denver at four. Uh, what I've seen from Jokic, uh, Jamal Murray was out for, what, 10, 12 games or so since he's been back. You see the impact he can have, especially from a scoring perspective. I mean, man, he, he's been scoring about 20, 25 a game since he's gotten back, been hot. Uh, I will completely 100% agree with you, Peyton, on Houston being snubbed. I'm with you. I think they're as fraudulent as any team in the West. Uh, I'm not just saying that from lack of size. Sorry, Dan, with your uh, UCLA Bruin, but you know my feelings on Russell Westbrook. All stats, they mean nothing. That's my take. <laughs> um, oh, hey, Dave, real quick, I'd like to pause and just let Todd know that everybody on this podcast know I will no longer be rooting for the UCLA Bruins anymore. Just want that known. Okay. I had, okay. had a good run. had a good run, but I'm done. I've had enough. Fair yeah. enough. I've had enough. So off the the chip uh, the chip Kelly trend. It's just the basketball team right now. Football's the waiting seat. Fair enough. How much longer are you waiting to end? Uh, I I think it's it. Is it? Wait, wait, hold on, Dan. Serious question: Is it Mick Cronin, the guy from Cincy? Yes, he is the head coach right now. Okay, Dan, I completely one hundred percent agree with you. Hop off now. <laughs> Brandon, your top four. Okay. Yeah, so my hot, my top four, it might be a little, like, it, it's not even, like, a hot take. I just have a, a couple, like, ill opinions towards two teams in my top four. Uh, so I'm going to take the Lakers at one. I'm going to take the Nuggets at two. Uh, against my better judgment, I'm going to take the Jazz at three. And uh, I'm going to put the Clippers at four. Uh, but I'm not really a believer in the Jazz, or the Clippers. I think this is one of the first times that we're seeing that the Eastern Conference play. I've said this already, that the Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be better than the Western Conference playoffs. I just don't think the Western Conference teams have enough outside of really the top four teams really have enough to, to do anything. Like you're looking at the Rockets who are playing basketball with P.J. Tucker at center. Like There's nothing that they can do with that. The Thunder really don't have anybody outside of their two guards and Steven Adams. Uh, they got Gallinari, but, like, that bench just isn't enough to, to put anything together. The Mavs also have that same issue. Watch your mouth, Brandon. Watch your mouth, But Brandon. you do. It's Watch true, Dan, that you have the same issue. You got to be real. Like, if you want to be a fan, you got to accept your team in its, uh, in its ugliness and its beauty. You got to accept both. Oh, absolutely. But all I'm saying is when Luka and KP play together – it, it, it's magical, and we can shoot the basketball. It's, it's magical. That's all I'm saying. Kristaps has never played in a playoff series, though, Dan. So I don't, I don't. I, we're not talking about right, well, that. That's not his fault. He played on the goddamn Knicks. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> I mean, look, it's, like, it's like if you threw, it's like if you said, if you told your little brother, hey, you want to go outside and throw the football around? Yeah, but you locked him down in the basement and like locked, you know, locked the door, and couldn't get out. And you're like, hey, why don't, hey, where are you? We want, we want to throw the football. And he's like, I can't get out of here. And you're like, well, come on, gotta go. It's here. What are you talking about? You're like, that's, a, that's ridiculous to make that claim. That was not the analogy I was expecting. Yeah, at not all. at all. Not at all. That, that took a wild left turn. But my, my point still stands about the Mavericks, I feel like. Uh, the Clippers also, I, I feel like, have that same issue. If anybody's been paying any attention to Paul George in the last two weeks, you now understand my disdain for Paul George, right? Like, don't give him the nickname Playoff P, and you go out and shoot two for what? What was he, like two for nine against the, the Celtics? In a in, in the game before the uh, didn't before he the, get, and then he got hurt. He got hurt. He's made of glass. He's inconsistent, and I refuse to believe that he's the guy who, if Kawhi Leonard is having an off night, is going to lead the Clippers to a victory in the playoffs. I refuse to believe hold that on, because Paul Brandon, George Brandon, hasn't on, shown me anything. Patrick Beverly, that's hold on. Hold on, pause. Let's let's, let's take a break for a second, Dave. I'm sorry, your your four is coming, but hold on. How can we sit here and say we're going to believe, not believe, in the Clippers who have stars and guys who have proven themselves in the playoffs when you just put the Nuggets at number two and they barely won a series last year against the Spurs who are 18 and a half games out of first place and they're, they're, they're five games back from the Memphis Grizzlies for the eighth spot. How can we sit here and believe in the Nuggets who have no true superstar when I've got two on the Clippers and bona fide guys who know their role and play it well? Like, how can we do that? That's wait, what I don't wait, understand. wait, Dan, Dan, let me stop you. They have a true superstar. It's the fat Tubalard that plays center for them. He's better than <laughs> half the centers in the league. More than half. Really, it's just one other guy that's better than him. Uh, if if you want to consider him better than Jokic, there's people who can I fight mean, you. I on mean, if we, if, if we watch if we watch Wednesday night against the Lakers, he was struggled down the stretch in that game against AD in the post. So I don't know if I'm going to consider him a top two big man right now. That's just my opinion. But. You can't tell me that Kawhi Leonard, who just took the, the Raptors and took Kyle Lowry to a championship, is going to do the same thing with Paul George. He's got a much better shot with PG than he did with Kyle Lowry, and he won a chip with Kyle Lowry. But you so need Paul George to stay healthy and, and consistent. Down, and down on, on the Clippers like that. But those are, you need Paul George to stay healthy and consistent, and those are his two problems. So if you're work, he's working against himself. You're getting hurt every other week. You're wildly inconsistent. It's been a problem really since he left Indiana. That's been his issue. Like since he's gotten or since he got hurt, what was that in 2014, 2014, 2015? He's been getting hurt consistently. He's been inconsistent. You can go back, look at those Thunder games. You go back and you look at that the uh that second year in OKC when they went to the playoffs. Go watch those games. Go look at those stats in the playoffs. It's not pretty. That is that is the Paul George that we're looking at right now. I, and I don't think Paul George has what it takes to be the guy that if Kawhi Leonard can't be the guy, is going to take that team anywhere. Is going to win that team many games. I don't think he's the guy. I've, I've always sat on this. I'm willing to die on this hill. I've been sitting on this hill for at least three years now. I just don't think he's that guy. I, I don't believe it. Boo. Boo. This guy sucks. Boo. And I'm going to take the Nuggets over the Clippers only because Boo. I like their synergy. 
I'm, I'm going to put them higher than the Clippers because I like the way they play together. I don't like the way the Clippers play in together. The, in the regular season, though. Brandon. Okay, in that's all I have to go season. off right now. I haven't seen this Clippers team in the playoffs. But, I've seen them play individually. Seen them, you've seen them in the postseason. Not with Paul they George and Kawhi team. on the same team. All I'm, I'm speaking of what I've seen from and those we know teams. the postseason is an entirely different game. We know it's entirely different. What did we see last year from Nuggets? They went to seven with the Spurs, who are not even in the playoff picture. They went to seven and lost to the Blazers, who are behind the Grizzlies. So I can't trust this team come April, May, and June. But I've seen Paul George. I've seen Kawhi Leonard. I, I, I saw the Clippers last year go six with the Golden State Warriors at full strength. Shout out, Montrez. Do we lose him? <laughs> do we lose him? I think we lost right, Dan. Sorry, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, no, oh, hold on. I'm here. I'm here. I'm <laughs> I just, the last thing I want to say from an NBA perspective is I love how ripping on Kyle Lowry throughout any sort of debate is like a universal thing. Oh, yeah. It's I've widely accepted. I've never met anyone that wants to back Kyle Lowry. Yeah, no. It's, there's there's no Kyle Lowry. It's very funny. All right, so I'll get my four, and then we're going to move on to another topic here in the NBA. I'm going to go Lakers one, Clippers at two, but I'm worried about Paul George's health uh, down the stretch. I'm going to Jazz at three and the Nuggets at four because I I don't know if they have another guy behind uh, Jokic uh, that if he plays poorly in the postseason – is going to be able to carry that team and win a series. It's got to be Jamal Murray. Yeah, I was about to say. The big but, but you know yes. what? He's as big a question mark, but like I think he can, but I, he's the biggest question mark. You know, yeah. I'll throw this out there. I think he's a bigger question mark than the whole Raptor team, what we might see. Yeah. Because Jamal Murray has to be good. We know the Raptors yeah. are not, we're not expected to be this good without Kawhi Leonard. Like, so to me, Jamal Murray's got the biggest question mark heading into the postseason. Can he be the number two option in Denver? And can he win a game if Jokic can't win them that game? Now, I've just right now, I'm not sure, but I don't trust the Raptors, the, the Rockets at all. Small ball is going to eventually come and get them. I don't know when that will be. It'll probably be in the postseason. So they're not a four. Uh, Oklahoma City now ahead of schedule. Dallas, they're still a piece or two away. Man, I don't even know the other teams in the West. Me- Memphis is way ahead of schedule. So, like, when I get down to it, Denver is a fourth team, and then there's a little bit of a gap for me in the West. So, I want to ask this question. Who do you have the least amount of confidence in either conference? Who's the team you look at and go, ooh, I'm not so sure things are going to go very well for them in the postseason. Peyton, we'll start with you. The Houston Rockets, they stink. Don't care. They'll they'll choke. They'll choke. They'll, I don't care what James Harden. He can throw 50, 40. He could go for 90. They're going to lose a series. Don't care. Russell Westbrook is a cancer to winning a playoff series. It's it's improbable. It won't happen. Yeah, I don't care what they do. They will get smoked. They will get ran out of the building by the Lakers, Clippers, even the Mavs, because they're, they're the four. Yes, Peyton, Peyton, you do know that Russell Westbrook has played for a championship before, right? Yeah, and they lost, didn't they? I, but I'm saying, he can win a playoff series. How do you – oh, well, I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant won the playoff series. Kevin Durant uh, shot – Kevin Durant was the worst three-point shooter on that team in that series. And that entire playoffs, actually. 
So, I mean, Kevin okay. Durant really didn't do too much. How many years ago? Dude, that was like 10 years ago. I, I'm just listening. Facts And he facts. had Kevin Durant <laughs> and James Harden. Like, they, that was so long ago. That's, like, irrelevant. You throw that out the window. Facts are facts. They're not a good team. Todd, you wanted to jump in? Yeah, because I'm going to go ahead and agree with Peyton. Uh, the Rockets would be <laughs> the most fraudulent team to me as well. Uh, although, although, i got to say, if Harden actually scores 90... I will take back everything I said. <laughs> I don't think that will ever happen in a playoff game or any other game for that matter. But, yeah, I would agree uh, with Westbrook and Harden. And, again, I-, I mentioned this when I was going through my ranking. It's not about the lack of size, although I do think that will shine through in a playoff game, let alone a playoff series. But I think that guys like Westbrook and Harden that are chucking 80 – I'm exaggerating – 80 shots apiece, they're going to score their points – but in the overall scheme of winning and winning a playoff series, it's just not going to happen. Before anyone else goes, I'll take the Rockets as well. I said last week I don't think small ball is going to work. This is also not a very consistent shooting team from outside. And basically with the small ball lineup, they're going to have to shoot. They're going to have to outscore you. Yeah. And I know people are going, well, that's the point of basketball. No dipshit. The point is you're going to have to play a little defense and they're going to get bullied in a seven-game series over the course of seven games. They may win a game or two, but the big men are going to out-physical them. And if they can't shoot consistently, they're going to have to put up 130 points. And I don't know if this team can do it over seven games in a playoff series. So I'll take the Rockets as the team I have the least amount of confidence in. David. Well, uh, Dave, you took my point. Um, I think the Rockets are definitely going to struggle. Uh, I have the least amount of faith in them. Um, I would say the Memphis Grizzlies, but I think John actually is is that is that bull. So um, I think that the when you have that small ball type uh, mentality, it worked with Golden State because they had shooters who could knock them down. They don't have the shooters who could knock them down. They just have a shooter that will launch at will, and they have another shooter that will drive at will. Doesn't mean it's going to go in, but the fact that they have the guy that launches without hitting anything is the problem and they don't have a guy to get the board because you have people like Dwight Howard and uh, Jokic and Porzingis and the rest of the seven foot uh, two centers in the West who are going to get those boards. So that is why I do not believe that the Rockets will have much success running small ball. Damn. Yeah, take that, Brandon. Like that? Yeah, that was cute. I enjoyed it. Uh, Dan, Dan, your team. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Cut sir. the tension with the um, well, I, I'd like to just rewind for a second to Brandon's point. Kevin Durant was the third best shooter on that team in 2011, 2012. Oh! 37%, right below his 38% mark for his career. So, it is on, those, on those stats that Brandon, that Brandon put out there. Um, in the playoffs or is that regular season? Yes, in, this is in the playoffs. In the playoffs. In the regular season that year, he shot 38%. So just a, just a percent below, but, you know, who's counting? But to the actual question at hand, okay. I'm not going to take a team. I'm going to take two players. One, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton, at some point in time, is going to show up as number two from Milwaukee. And he is going to be the reason that they either lose in the conference finals or in the NBA finals. I can book it right now. He is underrated, underrated himself. But last year against Toronto, he faltered down that stretch. So Chris Middleton's number one. And number two, we just touched on him, Kyle Lowry. I don't trust Kyle Lowry in the postseason as the lead dog, let alone if it's him or Siakam as 1A, 1B. He's still got to be efficient and 
great net in, net out. And that's why I think Toronto will falter come postseason, probably in the semifinals. So. I didn't know we were doing the whole league. I thought we were just doing the West Coast. If we're doing the whole league, I'm going with, like Dan said, Kyle Lowry and the rest of the uh, Raptors because we've seen day in and day out that, well, year in and year out, that when it comes to the playoffs, when they don't have that guy like Kawhi, they choke. Um, like they ate five Popeye's biscuits without any water. So I'm definitely no no Bev no Bev <laughs> no Bev out of so, luck. Yeah, when it comes to when it comes to choking, I think that the, the Raptors are your top prospect for that. When they don't have a guy like Kawhi, and they don't. So yeah, David, was that accompanying a uh, spicy chicken sandwich or just by itself? Oh no, just by when when you, when you get the four piece meal. Yeah, yeah. You get the biscuit, we'll get the oh, drink. Four piece. Oh, we big ball. <laughs> I mean, hey, you got it. Why not? Why not? Why not spend it? You know. Oh, no, I got, got you. Hey, whenever you have me on, you got money. Brandon, before we actually go off topic, uh, you're you're a team that you don't have confidence in. Uh, I'm gonna uh, say if you say the Rockets, right, if you say the Rockets right here, I'll fight you. Why would you fight me? <laughs> Because you just went to bat against what I said. I'm, I'm going to bat for Russell. Westbrook. I'm always going to go to bat for Russell Westbrook. I, I think it's the Rockets because they don't have a center. Like, oh my argue? god! How can I argue, <laughs> Peyton? How can I argue against a team with no five playing against bigs in the West? Like, how, how, what am I supposed to do about that? So let me get this straight. So your only complaint was what I said about Russell Westbrook. That's it. That's all I had to say. That's what I was talking about. That's 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 where you draw the line. The fact that they didn't beat <laughs> last year, right? like he hasn't done shit, and he just gets double doubles, and that's stupid. Because who cares? Because you don't win at all. Like it doesn't matter. It's like that. That was your complaint. So so we're gonna villainize Russell Westbrook for not winning anything, but we're gonna champion Damian Lillard for the same thing. But like, you go out and you drop fifty points, but you haven't won series. anything. He hasn't, won, he hasn't won anything. But the buzzer beaters, though. Yeah, but the buzzer beater, right. Like, But you haven't won anything. So, like, so what's, what is people's real beef for Russell Westbrook? We're going to get to that one day. Like, What's the real issue? Right? Because there's a lot of people who do the same thing who don't get as much criticism. I have no problem giving my Yeah, they, they don't get as much criticism. Like, it's, just, it's just inefficient, high volume. Like, Even go back to the MVP year, like, He's, he has those stats, maybe not every year, most years. I just feel like they're meaningless in terms of winning basketball games. So how do you feel about James Harden? Same thing. S- similar. Same thing. It's the same thing, except he he's not passing. It looks rate. like he got to hang out with. Okay, so now you look at somebody like Damian Lillard who does these things efficiently but still hasn't been in position or won anything. Now what? I'm not back in Lillard. He won a playoff series. He's a regular season warrior. Like, what else do you want me to say? Wait, we throw like you, them on the words? We, we, you play for the Trailblazers. You're the best <laughs> and really only good player on that team. They paid C.J. McCollum all that money, and he does absolutely nothing. You got Whiteside, who's playing the best basketball of his career, but that's not really saying much because he was trash when he was in Miami. But, like, what what are, what are we talking about here? Like, just because he could go out and score 50 and missing six shots, but he's never won anything. So if Westbrook's going to do the same thing, I mean, why why not villainize the, the both of them? The, for the it? thing with that, he's never won anything. That to me is yes, it's an important factor. But when you had teams like the Warriors and teams like the Spurs who were running the West 
for a time period, even the Thunder for that time period. It's hard to put that all on Dane's shoulders when he didn't have an efficient group around him, if you ask me. Like, last season, he made the conference finals and didn't get past the Warriors because they're the Warriors. Like, there's a reason. So. <laughs> Are we saying, like, if Dame played with Kevin Durant, it might have been different than Russ I mean, playing with Durant? I mean, if, if, you, if, if Dame's second player was Paul George instead of C.J. McCollum, things might be a little different. Yeah, you'd be talking about a lot more Portland Trail Blazer victories. But I... I See, as much as I want to agree with that, I can remember a time where people considered Dame and CJ to be the second best backcourt in the league. So I'm not really willing to ride for the he's played with nobody. Like, I can't can't really agree with that because I remember when that was a real argument with people, that they were the second best backcourt in the league. In that same argument, we talked about the backcourts because I think that was about two or three years ago when it was John Wall and Bradley Bill up there. They had no no big men, no three to go with. Couldn't get out of the semifinals. The number one backcourt in the league was Steph and Clay. They had other pieces around them to help them get there. So putting it all on the backcourt itself is, and even even in the game, as much as we are shooting threes and fast break, it's still not the same. Not the equivalent there. So yes, the backcourt is solid, and they put together a lot of big numbers. Can shoot the ball, but if you don't have a wing or an extra piece down low, or even a solid supporting bench. It's hard. It's hard, especially in a wing league like like we live in now. It's a wing league. As much as the guards are great, it's a wing league. It's Kawhi. It's LeBron. It's KD when he's healthy. It's PG when he's healthy. It's a wing league. Giannis, like, come on now. Okay, I can agree with that. I'll ride. I'll ride for that more than like the he's never played with anybody argument because I, I I I just. I think you you don't pay C.J. McCollum that money if that's what you think of him. Like, you just don't do it. Very true. All right, so we want, I want to transition. Peyton brought this up earlier in the week, and I'm going to let him take over here in a minute. But it's about eSports and the rise of eSports. So, Peyton, the floor is all yours as he takes well, a sip. It's just, yeah, I had to clear my throat. After all, I had to let it all out about Russell, Russell Westbrook. Um, so, yeah, I was basically just thinking, well, the other day, you know, and it's very apparent in, like, our society, you know, the rise of video games. Like, Fortnite took over everybody. You know, everyone plays 2K. And no matter what it is, what your, what your choice of game is, it's grown definitely since we were kids. I mean, it's everywhere. You know, guys are, you know, you got rappers playing with uh Streamers, you got like literally the, the other weekend. Um, you had all the NFL guys down with this, the Super Bowl. They were playing like a Fortnite tournament. Like they're trying to combine. They're, they're combining athletes into sports. Uh, basically, my question is: first one, which it'll probably be resounding, and I don't blame you. Are esports streamers, you know, video game players, are they considered athletes? Is it a sport? No. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, if anyone, if anyone wants to defend that, go right ahead. I think we'll move past that. But my next question is, can it ever take over, like, as a major major sport, like, watching event, like the Super Bowl, or, like, a a regular season NBA game, or, you know, will it ever be, like, on a household, you come over on a Tuesday, you're not turning on the NBA, you're turning on somebody's stream, and you're watching that instead of, you know, the Rockets and the Grizzlies playing on a Tuesday night that no one, a regular season, it doesn't matter. 
will it ever get to that point? Dan, you answer this first. I honestly think it can, just because of how much we've seen the percentages of people watching regular season games, even in the MLB, NBA, even some NFL games. They're not getting the same numbers and views as they used to. And I think esports is growing tremendously outside of our country as well, out in Asia and Europe. So I think it could one day get to that point where people are actually paying attention to it on a weekly night, on a weekday night. And the fact that you got to think, as we continue to go on to the, the 2020s, 2030s, who are going to be the people in these homes watching these shows? It's going to be the youth. And as we continue to grow, it's going to be our eyes and our viewership and people below us and younger than us believe that esports is important. So I could see it getting to that point. Yeah, and to put things, I'll, I'll throw these numbers out there for anyone like who doesn't really follow anything in that kind of scene. Um, to to put things, especially over like in Europe and Asia, it's already at that point of like as big as Super Bowl. We had this year, we hit the Super Bowl hit about ninety nine million viewers at its peak. Uh, League of Legends, which is a very popular game, um, and it, it's like a sport. Like there's teams, you know, all that kind of stuff. They hit a hundred million over in Asia. At one point, yeah. you know, top viewers. So it's there, and but just I'm talking more in America. Um, Twitch averages, which is what basically the biggest platform for streaming, averages 1.5 million viewers at one time, like ev- throughout the entire, you know, without anything crazy going on or events. Like people are watching, you know, every day. At, you know, sometimes three million or less, but they average about 1.5. And then you got like other leagues, like you know. I know Overwatch, like, Robert Kraft owns a team, and, like, you know, the guy who owns uh, the Sacramento Kings, he owns an esports team. Like, these guys who own actual sports teams have decided to dabble and start buying those spots. And they're not cheap, by the way. Like, they're, like, $20 million spots, like, to get it, just get a team. And then you have to worry about, you know, payroll and all that stuff. So just put that into perspective before anyone, I guess, adds their take going forward. Yeah, I think it could definitely hit, you know, that point to where it becomes like, you know, I'm going to turn this on instead of the regular season game. Uh, I think the versatility that esports has is what separates it from a lot of things. Like, I can remember when, uh, you know, Ninja, popular Fortnite streamer, was playing Fortnite with Travis Scott and Drake. So, like, that can't happen in any other sport that's not like a celebrity game or like an all-star weekend type event. Like, you're not going to, you know, go turn on basketball and Chris Brown's going to be taking three-pointers in a Lakers game. Like, you know, like... Jay so, Cole's so, ran in threes in the corner. Yeah, like, n- nothing like yeah. that is going to be Because you know happen. he would be. <laughs> yeah, like, nothing like yeah. that should be able to happen. So, so you could have that in esports story. Like, you could have these other popular figures, like, integrated into that, and it draws in, you know, a bigger audience. So I think if they keep up with stuff like that and keep going with things like that, and just, like, the growth of esports, just, like, where it's headed in the future is, like, it's it's undeniable. Like, it's here. It's ready to go. Like, rather people, you know, like it or not, like, it's here. It's the future. And I think, you know, at some point we could be looking at, you know, five, six years down the line and it being, like, yeah, I'm going to go turn this Call of Duty tournament on instead of this Pacers game. Like, David? Um, as uh, I, 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 have a, I feel very deeply about esports, uh, mainly because I'm incredibly jealous. Um, yeah. I, feel like all, I feel like all of us have been, all of us have been in situations where 
we were playing video games growing up, and our parents said, get off of it and go do something that's productive and that will get you somewhere in life. Yeah, I've told my dad he's an asshole for that one. <laughs> he could have been, you know, hey, I could be taking care of him real nice right now. Instead, I'm going to a real job. Didn't want me to sit on my ass. Yeah, yeah well, look so for that us, buddy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've noticed that, I'll, and I'll just say my experience with it is, I know a lot of the 2K, the 2K has a, a 2K league where NBA teams have, I guess you could say, uh, my career players play on like a simulated version of the professional teams, and they're on salary. They make they average thirty five annually, which is incredible because that's also the same amount that the people in the G League. Make. So you're telling me that I can make the same amount of money playing two K every day as someone who actually plays the actual game of two K? Like that's that that's absurd to me. But that just speaks to you know the growth of esports. Um, I know Fortnite's a huge thing. My my um one of my cousins actually does the uh, does the uh, what's it called the um what's the fighting game Nintendo uh, Smash Super Smash Super Smash. He does he does that he does those tournaments. He'll make that's, like yeah, dude, that's a big five hundred dollars. I know those are huge tournaments. I know League of Legends will be on TBS. Like the fact that those that is the direction that the video games are going only speaks to, you know, the fact that those are going to eventually replace sports. I bet for the 100 years or something, someone's going to say that doing that is going to be safer than actually playing the sports because you can't actually get hurt. That's the direction I think that the world's going in. I know that's an absurd exaggeration, but yet when you look at it, like, look at the trend of people who are watching people on Twitch and people watching um, YouTubers and all that stuff compared to how many people are actually watching a game. I can guarantee you a lot more people are watching Twitches than watching the actual All-Star game. That's about to happen in 20 minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah, like right now, like, there are over 135,000 people watching Fortnite, just just watching some dude play. I can guarantee you half of that's actually, not even half of that's watching, going to watch the All-Star game today. And that yeah, is the All-Star game. And the other thing about it is, it's just like, I literally just pulled that up on my phone. I don't have to go downstairs, turn the TV on, you know, I literally can pull up YouTube, any of these channels, anything, and just watch it right then and there. I don't have to watch the whole thing, I can pause it, come back to it, you know, save it for later, it's just, it's so easy access, and then you don't have to pay for it, you can just turn it on, there's nothing, there's nothing you have to do other than literally just have a phone, or a laptop, and just, boom, but it's you- there. To your first question you asked, are, are they athletes? I, The fact that they think that they're athletes drives me up a wall. The fact that you think that you can sit here and play video games all day and consider yourself an actual athlete makes my skin curl. You are not yeah. an athlete. Sorry, go run, go go walk down the street and back. I bet you'll be out of breath. Stop yeah. trying to say you're an athlete. You're not I, 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 I agree with that. Hobby, it's a great hobby you can get paid for. I think that it's a great opportunity for you. But it doesn't make you an athlete because you call it a sport. All right, so before I, yeah. before Todd goes, I agree with everybody's sentiments, so I'm not going to sit here and belabor a point. Todd, your thoughts? I'm just going to make this real short. I'm not trying to start a debate. I'm not here to deny its popularity, but I have less than zero interest in watching a man play a video game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just my take on the situation. Not really trying to like debate anybody because I get why people like it, why it's popular. I will always go, yeah, let's go, Pacers seem to be a popular one. I'll always go Pacers, <laughs> Nets. Well, actually, Durant will make that. 
Pacers and current Nets as opposed to watching a man play a video game. Just my tip. Now, let me ask you this. Do you play video games? Rarely. I used to a lot more. Like, I'm very okay. strictly like Madden and maybe a little 2K. Love the NCAA video games back in the day, but, you know, what happened? Yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back, please. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Bring back NCAA Fast. games. Fast. All right. So we're going to move on, and this will be our last topic of the night. Uh, we had all the other off-topic stuff planned. We'll scrap it. We had a very heated debate in the group chat before the show started about chicken. David, heated debate about chicken. I yeah, get what you're right. trying to do, Dave. Taking a, we're taking the podcast hey, hey, game hey, to hey, new levels. Hey, take care of your chicken. Take care of your mental phone. Uh, that's, <laughs> right. that's true. We're all laughing here as we try to say this, but we're actually legitimately serious I'm about it. I'm also starving right now, so this is uh, <laughs> I'm tough. I haven't eaten yet. <laughs> Me either. This started with David. Okay, this is what this started with. David went to um, what's Church's it? Chicken. Church's Chicken. As opposed to a KFC or a Popeye's, which I'm assuming, David, correct me if I'm wrong, is closer than where you went to get your chicken tonight. There's a Bojangles down the street, but we've been there. Yeah. We, we've been there within the last seven days, and we've never been to churches. Popeyes is 20 minutes away, and Janae just just distinctly just hates anything that has to do with KFC. All right, so we want to ask this question. We're going to ask this question. Can I say one thing to the KFC point? So, as you know, I went to school in the uh, the state of Kentucky for four years. Don't think I had KFC one time. Yeah, I didn't have it one time. <laughs> There's also another place just to throw in the loop of all of this. Canes. Raising Canes. Everybody. Yes. Okay. Raising Canes. But, but, Thank but you. Canes is, we can't really have an opinion on Canes because we live here. Right. Fair. Like, fair. Not not say That's your loss. That's your loss. Not mine. There's no churches in the north and there's no Bojangles above Virginia. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's subjective to where you've been in the last couple of years. For now, example, like, go ahead. We did discuss Chick-fil-A is out of this conversation, correct? Because we're talking more yeah. like the fried chicken and not like chicken sandwich and nuggets. Sort yeah, of any thing. place where you could buy individual pieces of chicken. Like I can't go to Chick-fil-A and be like, yo, let me get a chicken thigh. Like, I can't. Let me get a spicy thigh combo. Like, I can't. I can't do that. The man is that drive-through efficient though. Yeah, they got yeah. that thing working so smooth. No, I bet you if you ask them, they'd get it for you. A chicken. They'd thigh? find a way. And you know what they Chick said? Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A goes above and beyond. They would make it happen. They'd say thank you, and they'd smile right at you. Thank you. you. Making eye contact the whole time. Mm-hmm. All right, so Dan, take Chick Fil A out of this. Where's your chicken place? All right, well, I'm going to start with a, a comment we just made here a couple of seconds ago. Raising Canes, not on the list. Not good enough. They have it here in KC. They have, they have, and actually, I, I give KC a lot of credit. We got KC, Popeyes, Raising Canes, Churches. Uh, so we got it all here. I, I give a lot of credit in my domain that I'm living in right now. But Raising Canes, don't touch the top three. For me, it goes KFC is number one. The original Ew. recipe, oh. the Colonel's fried chicken gets the job done, gentlemen. Oh. Number two, number two would be Popeyes. For me, I'm not a real big on the crunch, and I think Popeyes is heavy on the crunch. That's why Popeyes is number two to me. But it's still fantastic chicken itself, just the crunch is too much. Number three, churches. Their sides are whacked, 
their drinks are whack. The whole the whole organization, the whole the whole run, the whole chicken fried combo at churches does not get the job done. So that's churches number three for me. So the concept of the sandwich didn't uh, throw them the number one seed for you. <laughs> no, no sir, no sir. Yeah, Dan, we're going to have to have a conversation off-air because you might have just lost a certain card that you had <laughs> on you. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I think we can have this conversation actually on the air. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This will go too deep. Yeah, yeah, this ain't for the airwaves. We had it off-camera. Wait, let me, let me get Peyton in on this, though, because we're the two, I guess, Canes guys here. The so- Wait, Tell them about the sauce, please. Dude, the sauce—it's amazing. See, now that well, hold on, Not, that's a good oh, point, though. God. That's a good point, though. Are we judging this off of like, can I use sauce on the chicken, or is this just chicken straight up? Nah, this got to be the chicken We're straight up. Chicken. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, okay, I think raising canes is up there. It's not my number one, though. I would Todd. agree. Can agree. you get Popeye, like, Popeye's to just to be clear is my absolute number yeah, one. Yeah, I agree. Can you get like different cuts of chicken from Canes? I thought they just did like chicken tender. Yeah, it's like tender sandwich. You got cut. honestly. The, I think I've got. I think I've gotten a, like a drum down there. Probably can, the honestly the Texas toast and the sauce. I feel like is the Texas. staple. Ah, yeah. Right. Also, if you're adding sauce you get the into combo. it. If you're adding sauce. Yeah, if you're adding sauce into it with their fries, like. It's up there. It's a great. Z- I love Zaxby's. I love Zaxby's. I think that's up there. David disagrees. I don't know why, which I don't get that. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't understand. All right. So first and foremost, Canes are just chicken fingers. So therefore, they're out. They're out just like that's like Chick Fil A is out. Second yeah. of all, um, Zaxby's doesn't have by the piece either. They have sam- They have like chicken sandwiches and chicken tenders. So they're out. But I've, I've- had. You can, at certain places, it depends where you are. You definitely can. I'm, I'm telling yeah, you. I can look it up now, but my my experience with Zaxby's, I'm not saying it wasn't good, but it was one of those things where it was like everybody was hyping like, oh, this is going to be the best chicken you ever had. It's be the best chicken sandwich you ever had. The sauce was great. Don't get me wrong. And the awesome. food was good. Oh, but it's, I don't know about that. But it was just one of those things where it was like, it's not what I wanted. Like, I and I know they're, they're, they're known for the chicken fingers me personally, that I'm not gonna. I don't want chicken fingers from a fast food restaurant unless it's B Dubs, and even that's questionable. Um, but it's one of those things where it's just like I, I just wasn't as impressed with, as everybody hypes it up. Like it, it was, it's flavorful. It's it's what you it's what you go to get some barbecue chicken nuggets, but it's not it, it's not that great. Now we're talking we're talking barbecue. That's a whole other conversation. I feel the same way. Okay. Well, you can't get, you can't get bone in wings there. You can't get bone in wings. So it'd be a weird hold move. On, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, fellas. Fellas. We went to, we went, most of us went to Stevenson and or lived in the Owings Mills area. Oh, I don't hear what I was saying. Does hip does hip hop chicken get to be on the scale? Or is that no. Hell yeah! No. Hell no. yeah! Don't yo hip hop's chicken. It's because no. they put the crack on. It. If they didn't put the crack on the chicken, it wouldn't be as good. Let's hold on. Pause. Let's clarify. Not actual crack. No, it might be. Chicken. No, 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 no. It might it be. Might be. It might Nobody's be. done any no. testing. It might be. Look, like, we, look. We the one t- I've had it. I've had hip hop a couple times with Dan. They definitely put like ketamine in that thing because I go to sleep so goddamn fast. <laughs> I'm like literally asleep. It's 
They're literally drugging people, dude. And you're like, God damn it, why'd I go back here? Never had it. It's the hood chicken spot. It's good. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing. And open till I like their, their sides. I'm with you on that, Dan. But no. Yes. I like, you know, it was a good place. Georgia Peach was a good place. Yeah, not the closed, one that, yes. they closed not down the, the one around the corner. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, the one at the Chick Fil A, yeah, they closed it. Rest in peace, Georgia wow. Peach. I mean, there's another one. But, yeah, yeah was, Georgia Peach was was pretty damn good. That's why I always like that over hip hop. I feel the same way, David. Though, like having somebody hype something up and it not being as good. I took a whole trip to the West Coast to try In and Out. Mm. All somebody had to do. From the West Coast was telling me that In and Out was just McDonald's with a different sign. Like it's all you had to do could have saved me a ton of money in time. Like it's, it's really just McDonald's with a different sign. Every every single con- every segment, your credibility with me has gone down. What is wrong with you? You like In and Out, Peyton? It take well. Here's my thing. Did, well, what t- what kind did you get? Did you get like the stuff on it, or like did you just get? I, a I got every. I look. I got a burger with everything on it. No cheese because I, I don't really like. No. Did you More. get an animal style? Oh yeah, yeah. I got an animal style. Yeah, yeah. I got all the fixes. We listen, we listen to Wait, a man who gets the burger with no cheese? <laughs> yo, it's not my fault. It's 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 not my fault, yo. I I just can't eat it. It's not my fault. You better be lactose or something. I, I am. Swear. <laughs> like, what okay. other reason would okay. there be for me to not eat it? I, well, I still think you should have suffered for that. I think you yeah, should have went through it. I, I was so just that, about to say. I was just about to say. I'm lactose intolerant, and I put myself through hell. For cheese on like yeah. a cheeseburger and whatnot. So, Attaboy, Dave. Attaboy. You and you and I are on a different plane in terms of lactose. We are not the same. You talk about yeah. risk at all. You talk about risk at all. Yeah, in and out though, just tastes so much fresher. Like because they can't. The way they do it is like the reason they're not everywhere is they have to be 300 miles from a distribution place. Like they can't, you know, mass manufacture like crappy meat all over the place like McDonald's does. Like it has to be like it just tasted. Like an actual burger. It didn't taste like they did anything to it. It tasted like literally, if I were to say, this is what a, an American classic cheeseburger should look like, it would be that. And I would just hold it up and look at it. It looks what? perfect. It looks exactly like their advertisements. It doesn't look like they glue shit on it. They do any <laughs> marketing stuff. Like they, That's exactly what it looks like, the pictures they use. All right, last thing is any We're, we're, we're going to stay on the West Coast. Is anybody familiar with Jack in the Box? Yes. All right. Thoughts? It's okay. Nah. I had it once. Nah, nah. I've only it, it, had it once. It's all about more variety, young. though. Like, you can get pretty much anything yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get yeah, a variety yeah. of things. Dan, I want to ask you before we get out of here. What's the barbecue scene in, in Kansas City like? Hey, look, look, boy. Boy, I tell you. I know Andy been David, putting you David, Miles, going to tell David and I, and I talked about this in, I think it was like June. <laughs> but I might have gained 10 pounds in my first eight weeks here. From the barbecue Jesus. spot, it's incredible. We're talking Jack Stack is up there. Q39 is the one that everybody says to go to, which I can attest. Q39 get the burn ends, fantastic. Um, there's a couple other underground spots as well that are pretty good too. But all, all the barbecue here is legit. All of it is legit. Ask Ask Andy for his top five barbecue spots, and then the next <laughs> time you're on, read us those spots just so we know, just so we can know where Andy Reid goes and gets his barbecue. <laughs> Have have you had? Wait 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 wait! Did you ever ask him about the milk thing? 
No, I have not asked about the milk thing. You, you weird individual. <laughs> I, I just like, you got it. I just I got to know your reaction to when he tells you the whole story. I got to know. Okay. All right. Dan, have you eaten yes barbecue with Andy Reid? Um, have I eaten barbecue with Coach Reid? Mm, no. Look no, at how, me no. Yeah, look no. at how Hollywood he is. Like, imagine if anybody else had had a meal with Andy Reid, they'd be like, "Yeah, I did that." But like, this is such a common occurrence for him that he's just like, "Ah, you know, I don't know if we sat down for barbecue yet." <laughs> we had, we had a not, not yet, not yet. <laughs> is there anything else? Anything else we want to get oh, off man. our chest before we wrap this show? Hey, up? I have one thing to touch on. We touch on the on the what David Miles said about the gaming and going forward. One thing I want, want y'all to think about, does anybody remember 2K5 ESPN with T.O. on the cover? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They had a mode on there where you could be in the helmet and play as a player in the league or whatever. They should have brought that Whenever back. it gets yeah, to the point... Hard. I ain't gonna lie. Right. I, it was a good time. Whenever they get to the point where virtual reality allows you to fully go into that suit and like play a game as a person... Then esports will fully take over as athletes. You got to be athletic, all of that, all of that. I can get CTE from my living room now. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow! Yeah. I really like to take it to dark yeah. places. Now, my only the only other take I had was about I, I think the whole gaming. It sounds like such an easy job. I will say this though: the, those dudes like Ninja and all them, they definitely didn't do this overnight. They definitely grew their already popular streams like when he when he had drake and them on there it went to the next level of being the top guy but like dude i mean if you look at like how long it took him to get there and like how many hours he probably streamed with probably like four or five people even watching and then like you know growing to thousands of people like it's a grind for sure like you gotta like put in the time and a lot of people don't have that but i I, it's so not like a sport but it's so there's gotta be a mental like thing you have to consider about how mentally draining it can be like doing it day and day and year and year and still like only getting like three four guys to watch you and then eventually you know you randomly like some dude will host you or and you get a hundred guys and then you know you get some donations and shit like that like that's that's where it pays off it's like that's why i think people try to make it sound like a sport because you have to put in your time and then eventually you will get reward for it and that's yeah. gonna do it for this yeah, edition it's a, of exactly, it is a job. of the opening kickoff podcast, we will be back next week. We got a big guest, so stay tuned on our Facebook and Twitter. We got a big guest coming on next Sunday's uh, next week's show. We'll tease that out. Uh, our thanks to Dan Williams. Thanks for coming on, buddy. You boy. <laughs> Thank uh, you to David Miles. Yep, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks to Todd. Go Cards. All right, so Peyton, Brandon, and I will be back next week. We have a great guest. By the way, go rate, subscribe, and review the podcast and submit it to our Facebook or Twitter page, and you could have the chance to ask an NFL player a question sent to David or I, and we'll ask it at the Courage Awards. So once again, for Dan, for David, for Todd, for Peyton, for Brandon, I'm Dave Steinwell. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.